Hello. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. It, well, you know, it's kind of been a little while. So uh, welcome, everybody, again to the Coalescence Publishing Podcast. Um, I am Wyatt Sutherland, and I'm here with co-host Casey Long. Um, and today, we're just going to do like a quick update for our subscribers and um, everybody who's keeping up with the activities of the studio. Uh, it is February as of the recording of this video, and I cannot believe it, Casey. <laughs> I know this year has already went by, it seems. Um, but yeah, everyone, welcome to the podcast. Glad you could join us again. Um we have a few updates to kind of go over with you on what we're working on here at the studio. And we just wanted just to share them, keep you guys up to date. That way, you know what's going on. Um, first and foremost, stay warm out there, everyone. It's been a chilly season so far. Um, one thing, the biggest thing we're working on right now in the studio, aside from, you know, some, you know, literary projects that everyone's been doing, we are currently working on revamping our website. Um, we're going to be taking it to a WordPress format. That way we can have a lot more. Oh, what's the word? A lot more freedom with how we design it. And it also gives us more functionalities that we're wanting to utilize. One of which is, you know, a new blog hosting method. That way, if y'all want to check out Wyatt's blog, it's going to be a lot more easier for you to find it, read it. The readability of it on the website is going to be much better. Um, when we do our podcast, we're going to be able to have live streams on the website itself. That way you guys don't have to go to another website like what we're on right now. And the bookstore and the merch store is going to be able to be tied into our website perfectly. Um, whereas right now, you know, there's some things that could be done better with how it's currently set up. That's a little bit beyond our control. So, you know, a new website, new year. <laughs> Hopefully this one will stick around with us for a little bit. Wyatt, what are you working on? Well, in the spirit of updating Casey, I feel that I should tell you something. I have a cat now. <laughs> uh, a cat? I have a cat now, yeah. Uh, her name's Snickers, which I'm not... That's a... <laughs> that's a... It, it fits because she she's like a brindle color, so it's like black and, and mm -hmm. kind of brown spotted uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, she's a she's pretty amazing, actually. I've never been a cat person, but it's pretty awesome having having a cat around here. <laughs> she's yeah. super playful. So. Oh, OK, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, you know. When I was younger and all that, when I'd go over to visit my mother, she had this cat named Tom. And I tell you, man, that cat was, there was a demonic entity possessing <laughs> it or something. It would just, you know, during the day, 
it would not be anywhere in sight. But at nighttime, you would see a little silhouette of it in the hallway just staring at you ominously. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, she's pretty cuddly um, and stuff like that. So, I like I said, I've never really been a, a big cat person, but it's it's been nice having her around. Um, but as far as projects are concerned, uh, mm-hmm. as you know, I'm working on the blog right now. And I feel like that's going pretty good. I'm still trying to figure out what it means. Okay, Casey, I'll just be completely honest with you. I am awful at social media. I <laughs> I am basically a boomer when it comes to social media. Like I I I struggle so much understanding the language, the techniques, the the um just you know how to how to manufacture posts is so difficult. Um, and you know, people who follow, I do have a professional Instagram account now. So everybody out there listening, um, go check that out. It's, uh, author underscore WM Sutherland. So, um, just give me a follow on there. I do try to do posts, but like I'm saying right now, it's just, I am terrible with social media and that kind of carries over, uh, into the blog where it's like, I've just, I've never really thought about a blog. The, I, I've kind of been handling it like a college writing project so far. <laughs> um, and maybe people can tell, uh, while reading it that that's the case because I'm, I'm so far can been kind of anal about, you know, writing my sources and having like a source or a work cited page or section of the blog and stuff like that. And I'm not really sure if that's necessary, but I've, I've felt like in some of the things that I'm talking about that it's just like, I really do need to direct people to the sources. Um, but then, you know, I'm kind of told by people that I'm asking about it, like friends and stuff who've read the blog, say it needs to be a lot less formal. It should be more kind of like personal thoughts and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I really don't know what the middle ground is there. But <laughs> Well, Wyatt, one thing I've noticed with your blog, as opposed to some other blogs I follow, you come right out of the gate right just bam and just like your last blog about brandon sanderson you know that was a very powerful very very powerful blog post that you did i would highly recommend you all check it out on your website but the way you formulate the opinion that you did I feel like having a source for people to also, you know, make an opinion of their own was very necessary yeah. for what you were, you know, talking about. Um, that's something a lot of bloggers don't really do. They put their opinion out there on something, but they don't necessarily have the sources to back it up. And, you know, that's not a bad thing, but for the type of stuff that you seem to be writing about, Wyatt, I feel like a, a source is necessary on some of it. That way you're not necessarily people 
telling people, this is my opinion. This is what it is. You should listen to me. But this is my opinion based on the sources mm-hmm. below. You can read it yourself. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. So, yeah. And I do try to kind of ride the middle ground, so to speak, between those things. Like I, I use a lot of language that implies that, you know, we're having a conversation or I'm having a conversation with the reader. And I feel like that's an important part of of blogging um, audience members tell me if you like that. But um, really for me, I've just been trying my best to uh, just make it very conversational, but also have everything backed up in a scholarly way, which is difficult because it's been a little while since I was in college. <laughs> uh, I had to kind of remember, like pull from the depths of my memory, how to use Al Purdue. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so oh man, the blog it's uh, you, it's a thing. Not to cut you off, mm-hmm. Wyatt, but you just sent me down memory lane there with Al Purdue. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> so that's been a that's been odd, and you know, I would really encourage the audience members and our subscribers to if you want to. If you want me to like research something or blog about something, put that down in the comments below this video um, or any of our videos. Really, uh, you know, I I don't know. Help me out. (laughs) I mean, I've got things that I would like to talk about, but I want to hear what you guys uh, are interested in talking about with me and hearing my thoughts on. So um, that's a project is the blog post. And then, um, or actually, you did you want to talk further? I remember you saying something about wanting to talk more about this recent blog post with regards to Brandon Sanderson. Um, I think we can hold off on that for our big podcast, which we'll mention um, just briefly at the end. Um, I think for now... I think it'd be best just to let everyone listen and go ahead and take a look at his blog post about Brandon Sanderson. Get your own opinion about it. Let us know how you feel about it, either on the website, on this video, or on any of our social media. You can message us there. Um, but yeah, let us know, and we'll come back to it. Why? Okay. Um. Do you want to talk about any of your literary projects you're working on? Sure. Or do you want to kind of keep that hush-hush? Um, no, actually, I would like to be perfectly transparent, you know, as through the process. That's one thing that I'm actually thinking about doing with the blog is kind of a writing journal of um, just kind of translating my own my own journal into a blog format, <laughs> uh, so to speak. So... Yeah, but I definitely want to be transparent. I am currently working on two projects right now. One is another novelette in the Gaslamps, Gunsmoke, and Gothica line. Um, and the other is a full-length novel. Uh, and that is very much still in the conceptual stage. The novelette is coming along pretty well. Um, it's going to be essentially three or four. I I haven't really decided whether it's going to be three uh, or four short stories, Um, but it's going to be in a very different format from the Honeysuckle Horror. It's 
um, more of an anthology, uh, kind of embracing a little bit more of the Western genre as our audience has heard me talk about before. I'm experimenting with fantasy elements in the Western genre. And with this next novelette, it's going to be an anthology. So uh, each story kind of happens um, detached from the other, but they kind of serve an overarching narrative. Um, and it's going to be following some events that are kind of in the future from the Honeysuckle Horror, from the events of Honeysuckle Horror. So if you haven't read that book, I would encourage you to go to our bookstore and check it out. Um, it's going to be in, uh, exploring a little bit more of a one character arc rather than multiple multiple main characters. Um, there's going to be one, he's uh, kind of very much a Western uh, archetype that I'm working towards and building up going from a survivor in a wild frontier sort of environment to a fully realized outlaw and independent person. And there's a lot of things that I would really, that I'm really trying to experiment with. I'm trying to experiment with fantasy elements in the Western genre, which is difficult because the Western genre is really packed with a lot of themes and dense um just the setting itself is so dense with themes of nature and our relationship to it and um law and order and our and how human morality is bent to create laws but then you also have kind of like these ethics that you have that might put you against the law. Um, exploring a lot of that that's really classic to the Western genre is difficult when you're trying to um, experiment with fantasy elements because those fantasy elements weren't created in a vacuum. Um, fantasy elements like magic and stuff like that already have themes baked into them as well. So it's trying to figure out how the elements of what Western literature and fantasy literature mix. Uh, so that's, that's one thing that I'm working on. And then the, the second project with the full length novel is kind of also very experimental. Um, it's, I haven't really decided on what I'm trying to do. I've got so many ideas, but I know one I know one thing is that it's going to be set in a fictional fantasy universe. Okay, so um very much detached from our own and embracing a a sort of swords and sorcery I would call it neo-swords and sorcery, as in, like, if you read old sword and, swords and sorcery literature like Conan the Barbarian or Cole the Conqueror um, or He-Man, you know, and the Masters of the Universe. And you read these old, read or watch uh, these old properties, that's kind of 
somewhat the vibe that I'm going for, but like in a new way, trying to incorporate things that, uh, 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 I'm not really sure how to say it. Elements from our current psyche. Uh, so, you know, how men relate to women is a, is an interesting aspect of the sword and sorcery genre. It's like sword and sorcery is one of the most hyper-masculine of genres in a lot of ways and tends to treat women in interesting ways for... To, just to try to be nice, at best, interesting ways. At worst, they tr kind of just treat women like objects. So one thing that I'm trying to uncover is how to take that sword and sorcery genre and bring it into the 21st century, so to speak. And one way that I'm thinking about doing that is experimenting with different technological eras in fantasy so really the most experimental one would be the stone age like i've literally thought about writing this full-length novel as a stone age fantasy like paleolithic <laughs> flint spears wood wood you know wood and hide and that just taking that era of human history and and trying to figure out where it fits with regards to fantasy elements. The other one is Bronze Age Fantasy, which longtime followers of the studio will know that I've already dabbled a little bit in that. Um, and I'll be drawing from those things that I've practiced with and that I've learned from uh, my dabblings in writing Bronze Age Fantasy. Uh, but it's still pretty interesting. And then, I, to a lesser degree, Medieval Fantasy. But I'm... I'm not really sure how much I want to commit to a medieval fantasy just because I do feel like it's kind of been done a lot. And if, if people want medieval fantasy, they have no lack of content out there. You know, you've got George R. R. Martin, you've got Brandon Sanderson, you've got J.R.R. R. Tolkien, you've got like just hundreds and hundreds of authors over the last 60, 70, 80 years writing medieval Eurocentric fantasy. And so I don't really know how much I want to commit to that, but I do have some ideas for a unique setting that I am working on. So that's pretty much me. Look, and, and the novelette is set to come out in uh, November of this year. So keep your eyes open for that. Um, the next novelette in the, in the G3 series is going to be coming out, uh, November of this year or around that time. And then the full length novel is set for two years from now. I, I think I'll be able to get it done two years from now. Um, but we'll kind of see as we go along, see if that needs some more time to bake in the oven. Wow, why it seems you have a lot going on. You know, I really am looking forward to, you know, your take on a unique fantasy setting. Because, you know, like, like you said, there's a lot of, you know, when we say high fantasy these days, 
the first thing that kind of pops into a lot of people's heads is, you know, a medieval-esque setting sent it, you know, set in like a, you know, a European vibe, you know, but I would be very interested to see how you do like a paleolithic fantasy. I, I feel like that would be very, very interesting, but also very hard to write. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in that. Yeah, it really comes from um, it, just this interest in like human history and also my deep interest in world building as well, because one thing mm -hmm. that it kind of goes by the wayside when you assume a medieval setting is you lose sight of how magic and monsters would affect how society develops. You know what I mean? Like, why would you have catapults if you can just lob fireballs from your hands? You know, and, and why would you even build city walls if a dragon can just fly over them? And that kind of gets lost when you just assume a setting like that so i would like I, I would like to kind of go back to the stone age and just kind of you know see how what magic could do to just a paradigm you know like how does it change the way that people look in the world and and kind of take that forward from fantasy you know maybe even in the same world from the stone age to the bronze age and see how the bronze age is different um see how political systems and economic systems that were active during the bronze age might have been different with magic and gods and monsters mm -hmm. well why i'm really really interested to see how it turns out man um you want to hear what my projects For are? Sure. So Erica and I are co-authoring a novel at the moment. It's called Neon and Asphalt. And essentially what it's about is <clears throat> it takes place in this somewhat futuristic city set about 80 or 90 years in the future. Um, so not a whole lot of technological advancements have went in, but enough to kind of shape society just a little bit. It takes place in this city called Nakona City, and it kind of follows the story of um, Maria and Antonio, who have mafia backgrounds. So we're taking the noir themes that you would typically see with, you know, mafia-styled stories and stuff and we're adding modern futuristic society mm -hmm. with it so we're dubbing it neo-noir right. for the genre that's what i was thinking and yeah it's very very interesting man um so we've been working on that we're about halfway done on it i think we have a lot of stuff planned with that project <clears throat> and i'm on a more personable level, I'm also starting to kind of, you know, scrape the top of the glacier with my Gallahom project, which I don't think I've really mentioned a lot about here on the podcast. I've been kind of wanting to keep it a little, you know, hush hush, but, you know, new year and 
in the spirit of full transparency, I just kind of wanted to mention a little bit about that. So Gallahome is going to be my high fantasy novel. I don't think it will be done for this year, though. I, you know, I want to dedicate a lot of time to it. But essentially, Gallahome is going to take place on this continent called Gallahome. And that's where our main stories are going to focus at. But the world itself is a high fantasy world. But instead of it having that medieval fantasy, you know, themes to it, I'm kind kind of taking my own take on it. And there's going to be a lot of different fantasy themes that kind of play in and coalesce together to create the overall atmosphere of the story. I'm taking my own unique approach on the set and I'm looking at popular fantasy tropes and I'm doing my best to kind of reimagine those or just not include them. So it's going to be a very unique project. It's proved to be very, very overwhelming right now. That's why I'm, you know, just taking my time doing what I can with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's kind of my big project for the year is to at least get a working draft done. Um, there's one other thing I've been working on just kind of in the back of my mind. And that is doing a second entry to Harwin hospitality. Um, I've not written anything down yet. I've just been brainstorming that, but I kind of want to take, a look at, you know, either continuing Samson's story, which if you all have read Harwin Hospitality, you, you know what happens to Samson. Um, I feel like either continuing his story or kind of just going back to even the Greeks and, you know, having like a Greek-themed Lovecraftian story, which, again, if you read... Harwin Hospitality, you know, that's, you know, partially involved with the story there. So that's kind of my big literary project for the year. Um, I want to get us set up on Goodreads and start that process, you know, as a company. That's been a project. I want our Discord community to go live here probably in the next month or two once we finish some bots with it. Uh, we've been talking with some authors, you know, working with onboarding them. So, you know, it's been a pretty busy year, but I'd say the most thing I'm probably the most excited for would be some cons that we plan on going to this year. Mm -hmm. um, we have a few in Tennessee I'm looking at. I know um, our financial advisors looking at some stuff up in Minneapolis um, I'm also looking at Dragon Con in Atlanta. Not a guarantee there, but we'll definitely be going to some of the bigger ones in Tennessee mm -hmm. for sure. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> I know that was a lot, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I'm, a, I am personally very excited to go to a con, <laughs> to go to a convention. That would be, um, pretty awesome. I, I would anticipate having quite a bit of um 
sales go on at, at cons. Like I have had a couple of in-person book sales since I've been home and they've gone well, you know, and, and continue to go well. Like I, I keep having people that I know or um, people who have heard of the studio from the cards that I handed out, stuff like that, saying, hey, you know, can I get a signed copy of your book and stuff like that. So I really think that that would be a great sell. I think definitely for me and Erica's work, uh, we should look into steampunk. I think steampunk cons, if there's like, I know that steampunk usually kind of mingles in with other conventions and, and stuff like that. But if there's ever like a, a, a uh, steampunk particular uh, convention going on, that would probably be a good sell for us since our work um, is gas lamp fantasy. It's not the same thing, but they are quite adjacent to each other. And I think maybe the steampunk crowd uh, would be interested in uh, me and Erica's work at least. Oh yeah, man. Um, we've been looking at a lot now, of course we can't go to all of them, but, um, I, I do agree with you. I feel like anything we do in person is going to be very good. Um, people like to be able to talk with authors. They like to have physical copies of the book nine times out of 10, you know, at least in my experience. Um, I feel like cons are good because one, you're going to be around a group of people that have very similar tastes to yourself and to the book you are bringing with you. And two people come to conventions wanting to explore, wanting to kind of network with these creators. Mm -hmm. So I feel like cons are going to be very good for us this year, um, provided, you know, the pandemic allows for it, of course, um, which, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, things are looking pretty positive right now for our convention. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Well, on the note of in-person things, uh, I, you know, Casey, I think I would like to ask the audience to let us know if they'd be interested in this. Would you guys be interested in us having a face reveal episode? <laughs> uh, I think from what I've heard and paying attention to typical YouTube and podcast trends, um, Usually people like to see the faces of the people that they're listening to. Um, it, it typically makes uh, everyone just feel that much more engaged in the conversation and stuff like that. And so, it, Casey, if you're all right with that, I think uh, if, if our, and if our audience wants it, we should maybe consider doing a face reveal episode, but that's up to you guys. I think it's something we can definitely look into. One thing I was thinking about why it honestly was if we get a convention place set up, you know, that's pretty central for both of us. 
why don't we just go there and do a podcast episode while we're at the convention? Absolutely. That you know? would be, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I would definitely that see, that's one of the things that I feel like it's easier to do social media with is like, if I'm out somewhere, if I'm like on a trip or on a vacation or at a convention, that's easy to make a post about. It's just the idea of, um, crafting and manufacturing social media posts out of just thin air is, is difficult for me. But, uh, if you guys want to see more, um, social media posts from me and Casey and the others at the studio, go to the Patreon, check out the Patreon, support us there. Um, the more money we have to go to things like conventions and stuff like that, the more, social media presence we are going to be able to have i'm going to be able to personally supply you guys with and for sure that's like the number one way to keep us going and get more content from us is to support us on patreon buy our books give us monies so that we can keep up the good work really um one more thing and then you know, I think we'll wrap this episode up, guys. As far as the Patreon goes, there are going to be some changes coming to it in the coming months. We think we're going to, you know, with the new website, we think we'll be moving from Patreon directly to the website for, you know, our subscription. Um, that way, you all can just support us directly there, not have to go through a third party. Uh, don't get me wrong. Patreon's been great, but... For convenience for you guys, convenience for us, we think it'd be best to eventually make that change. Yeah. So, and, and again, those the perks that you would get from uh, continuing to support us. Thank you again to all of the people who are, have been supporting us. Uh, we've had some longtime subscribers and supporters that have really just kind of been keeping us going. Uh, even after the book launch. And that's been amazing. Um, but if you want things like really amazing perks, I know me and Casey and the rest of the team have talked at length about amazing, cr like handcrafted perks that we could give to, to Patreon supporters and, and people who, um, you know, are keeping us going and we would love to get those things for you guys. But you know, the perks cost us money to get so that we can give it to you. And so for sure. Yeah. Check us out. Keep, keep supporting us. Thank you so much uh, for everything that you do. And yeah. All right. Well, everyone, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. So thank you for tuning in. We definitely appreciate you all listening in to us and stay warm out there. Keep writing. If you're a writer, keep reading. If you're a reader and we'll see you next time. <laughs> bye bye.